This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, today on Glenn, we have our think tank, all the things that I didn't talk about on radio that maybe I missed, and I missed a lot today. Um, also, don't forget, on uh, tomorrow, we're going to do on his story, it's Alger Hiss. One of the, I mean, while the, the media is talking about fake news, this is a critical example of fake news. They're still saying Alger Hiss was not a bad guy. Watch this. Oh, and it also kind of fits into Russia's not a bad place. Really, they never have been. Then um, we have David Barton on the Declaration of Independence. I talked about this a little bit on the radio a couple of days ago and a bit on television, uh, I think on Thursday. David goes in-depth on it, and you're really going to like it, and it'll be one to share. Next week, you don't want to miss... The History of St. Nicholas. Out of all the histories that we have done, this is one of the staff's favorite episodes. Um, Stuff about St. Nicholas you've never known. And then we open up the vault and we talk a little bit about the history of Christmas. But let's take on the news of the day and the culture of the day in the think tank. Let's go. Everybody. Hello. Okay, Glenn, before we get to that, we've kind of been talking about something that happened over the weekend. With before we Louis. get to what? I didn't even say anything about <laughs> I know. hello. I mean, you know, before, whatever you had said. I lose this control is, of the show This is important stuff. Bowie was pulled over over the weekend, and we kind of need to talk about this because it's very controversial. Bowie, please go ahead and tell the story. Okay. Basically, I was pulled over because I had a headlight out, like a missing headlight bulb thing. And I didn't have a license on me. And I didn't have car insurance on me. And my license plate is out of date. I can't believe you are walking free in Texas. We used to shoot people like you. But I got away with all of it, and they all hate me for it. Ridiculous. She didn't get a ticket. She didn't get a ticket. Uh, Let's see. There are... There are at least four people, probably five, (laughs) that would have gotten a ticket. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't understand how that happens. She's a girl. But no. No. But... I have gotten a ticket for no front license plate, um, taillights too dark when I used to have a sports car, not having to my driver's license, not having my insurance card, and one time I left my purse and my house was right there and he would not let me get it. The first time I ever went to jail was because of those tickets. You went to jail? I went to jail. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't remember having that conversation when we were hiring. And, and you'll notice she said the first time I ever went to jail. All tickets. All because of tickets. Wow. Yeah. How many tickets does it t- Pat has like 15. He I had I have a jail. speeding problem as well. 
And you know, you, you get so mad that you're getting pulled over because obviously I was in a hurry to get somewhere and now you're pulling me over. And you kind of like forget about it or throw in the trash. And you know, all of a sudden you get a warrant and you're like, ew, you have tickets. Wow. wow. How long were you in jail, Jailbird? Just a night. Singing Lady Sings the Blues. <laughs> what is the secret? Well, I think there are several factors to it. Like, okay, well, it was late, so I don't think he wanted to, like, be bothered. How late? It was lazy. like 8 o'clock dinner time? It was, was like, it like, I had just dropped you off. It was like 10 o'clock. Like, yeah, like 10 o'clock. Wow. Oh, my gosh, that's so late so for really an really officer cold. who Goodness. is probably working, you know, 10 to 6. But also, like, if it's the end of the month, you know, they have to fill their quota of tickets. So it's still early in the month. So he didn't, you know. Hey, he would have got you for I, so many. What kind yeah. of he literally what kind of fantasy jackpot. land do you live in? You're a white girl. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. He could, he could have filled his quota of tickets just with you. <laughs> I mean, holy cow. I mean, it doesn't take. You're smarter than that. I don't. You kind of played the dumb card. Like the, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm shocked. Yeah. Any one of those things for the rest of us oh would have oh, been the full yeah. ticket, full okay, five. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yes. for each one. For each one. It's for not each my one. fault. <laughs> like, if I can make it fair, I would. I don't control that. <laughs> We're not it's not like we're happy. asking for reparations. <laughs> well, 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 Michelle looks like she is. <laughs> you look pissed. Oh, oh there. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, unbelievable. So um, what is it that I uh, should have talked about on radio today but didn't? Where, did we, where do we start? Um, did you see in Indiana? I don't know if you haven't seen this, but um, in Indiana, the town is being sued by the ACLU because it is a cross on top of its Christmas tree. Because, you know, crosses and a Christmas tree, they have nothing in common. Nothing at all. I mean, this they should have put a star. This, this, isn't, this isn't new, though. I mean, yeah, this no. isn't... This, this war on Christmas has been going on for a while now, and it's, a, it's a, a misunderstanding of the Constitution. It, 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 I mean, you have a right to put that up, and towns have a right. The government... The federal government cannot endorse. That's all this is. And we keep chasing our tails and nobody will ever talk about what the solution is. And the solution is an understanding of the Constitution. The federal government cannot endorse a religion. So, JP, you go to church and, uh, you know, you, uh, you have to uh, go to that church to be able to serve in elective office. That's what they put out. And they, when they did that, you still could do that in the states. The states could still do that. The federal government cannot. That's the deal. If you have something in your, in your city charter that says differently, well, then it's your city charter. But this nonsense about the Constitution is driving me nuts because we're, it's getting out of control. Somebody talk to me about the CIA. And, yeah, so uh, you Trump. guys discussed a little bit about this on radio today. Not really. Okay. Um, so CIA came out. They, um, they convened Congress or select members of Congress to discuss their findings that uh, Russia tried to influence the U.S. election. 
specifically, they found they identified individuals with connections to the Russian government, who provided WikiLeaks with the the hacked emails from the DNC, John Podesta, etc. There's a belief that they might have hacked the RNC as well, and they held on to it. That's unconfirmed at this point, but. Now we're getting reports the FBI has something a little bit different than that. Um, but I saw um, what, what I think the question we have to ask is, if this is true, this is the biggest story of the last decade, right? Oh, this is the biggest story since the end of the Cold War. Yeah. I mean, this has never happened before in our history, and we would have, we would have been all over it. Any other president, any other time, I can't say any other president, any other time than this time, this would have been front page. Everyone would have been up in arms, and especially the conservatives. Mm-hmm. Conservatives having somebody like Vladimir Putin hack into our, uh, into our election is horrible. Now, I think it's, it's, it, we should point out that we can have this conversation and not be like Donald Trump wouldn't have won without this influence. You can say he would have won. He would have and won. there was uh, there was influence. You're not. Yes. We're not bringing up because of this he won. No, we're saying he won. It's clear he won. But should, we need to discuss this. There, there's. No, I can't find a single good argument for not having a bipartisan commission investigate. This. Because Donald Trump has made this all about him winning. Yeah, that's it. He, and that's when not he was what talking about. about it, he's like, look, we had a landslide. Which was it? A landslide? No. No, it was not. Um, we had a landslide. That's all that anybody cares about is that we had a landslide and that we were elected. This is just trying to take away that win. No, it's not. No, no it's not. No, I agree it's... with you. It has nothing to do with the final results. Yeah. But they, they are hacking in and they are enemies. They are enemies of this country. Yeah. And for Donald Trump to dismiss 17 of our intelligence organizations... Does anybody feel safer? You guys feel comfortable with that? No. I don't feel comfortable. Nathan has a great follow-up story to this. Yeah, I'll get to that in just a second. I I also wanted to to say, you know, I I think it's important to differentiate, though. And if there is evidence of this, I haven't seen it anywhere yet. But whether or not, there's a huge difference between actually messing with, tampering with results somehow and releasing these emails, you know. It's still a serious issue either way, but they're... The headlines are saying they interfered in an election, and there's no actual proof. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's no, there's no proof that they like tampered with numbers, right? No. But what they're trying to influence it by putting out all these Stop emails. Stop it! Yeah, I am so sick of this media. I about I, I'm going to be Ted Koppel is talking to me this week for um, I think an hour on fake news and it's their lead story on CBS Sunday morning next Sunday and I made a list of all of the fake news and how we were affected for instance the latest fake news is I'm gay you yeah yeah that's from yeah that's from uh, uh, what's his name the crazy guy Alex uh, Jones, Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah he put that out last week that now I'm gay because I know a little too much about interior design and I'm very oh, effeminate. Yeah, that's the first song. Oh, no, okay, think so, about it. Yeah, okay. anyway. So that's the latest. But before that, Hillary. what was the one before that? Hillary, you endorsed Hillary. I endorsed Hillary, oh, yeah. and Breitbart yeah. put a story together with me with her logo to make it look like I endorsed, and people believed it. Yeah. The one after that, well, the one before that was another one. 
$109,000 paid to me to support Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So I understand fake news. But yeah. here's, where, here's where the media doesn't understand fake news. Benghazi. Where's the line of fake news and a mistake? They knew that wasn't the news. It's, it's much less distressing to have a clown like Alex Jones say something about me than it is the president of the United States. The president said Benghazi. That's a problem. That it was a film? No, it wasn't. And they knew it. Mm-hmm. And when the press found out about it, they still furthered it. They still did it. And it's happening time and time again. Now we have a guy in the White House who, during his election, also said, fake news is real. You can believe the National Enquirer. And I think we've, it's, it's kind of three prongs, because when you have politicians lying, which we've had throughout our history... We have fake news, like fake stories, like Glenn Beck endorses Hillary Clinton. That never happened. Then you have the conspiracy theories, like Pizzagate. People, people calling Pizzagate fake news, it wasn't really... Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's that fine line. Yes, it's fake, but it was more of people were... Cons- it was a conspiracy theory. People were like, they're colluding together with sex slaves in this place. And I think we shouldn't... We shouldn't start blending all of these into one category. Exactly right. We have to. This is a politician exactly lying. Exactly right. These are fake stories, and these are conspiracy theories with no Correct. basis in facts. Correct. And what they've done is they've made everything that they didn't like a conspiracy theory. Now they're taking conspiracy theories and politicians' lies and making those fake news. Why? Why, why would you make it fake news? What, what is the end play here? Come on, guys. What's the end play? Why would you want to make all these things fake news? To win? Fear? Blur the lines and discredit your opposition? To control the media? To license people for news. To make sure that you're a licensed news outlet that goes to the state to get your official license so we know you're a credible source. That's a problem. That's a real problem. Why is all of the attention... The media has engaged in fake news for the last eight years and they didn't seem to have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. We've had conspiracy theories and only, only a certain... Well, I should say, the conspiracy theories during the early 2000s under Bush... The, right, the left didn't have a problem with those. The right did. George Bush takes down the World Trade Center. George Bush puts bombs on the, on the levees. The, 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 right didn't, the left didn't care about those. Then we switch places. So we've had the conspiracy theories. Why all of a sudden fake news? Why all of a sudden fake news? You've had Al Jazeera being embraced by the president and the secretary of state. You don't think that's propaganda and fake news? And the same thing goes for... The, the fake news with Russia, Russia Today, RT News. We've had multiple anchors come out and say their one goal is to, you know, Get delegitimize their, their institutions here in the United States. That's propaganda. Yeah. They're calling it fake news. Mm-hmm. They're calling it fake news because they're going after the Internet. I believe that this, the end game here is to make sure that we have seasoned and licensed journalists giving the news. Not just any hillbilly will get on and be able to say things. 
And Donald Trump's not going to have a problem with that because Donald Trump said just as much as that on the campaign trail. So over the weekend, uh, Trump told uh, Fox apparently that he won't need the same number of daily intelligence briefings as past presidents because he can just have his aides listen and he doesn't need to uh, deal with the repetitive you know, nature of their reports. Uh, his quote, he said, I don't have to be told, you know, I'm like a smart person. I don't have to be told the same thing in the same words every single day for the next eight years. Could be eight years, but eight years. <laughs> I don't need that, he said. Didn't we all have a problem that <laughs> President Obama wasn't getting his briefings? Donald Trump specifically had a problem with Obama not getting his briefings. Did he? What yeah, did he say? There's a, there's a tweet. I should have gotten it. But uh, like two years ago, he's like, Obama's skipping his briefings. I guess he doesn't have enough time to lead the country. Wow. Awkward. Yeah, commander-in-chief, you know, is still a key part of the, the this, office as the far as I know. arrogance is so frightening. It, it, it really is. You know, when he first met with Obama, you remember, like, days after the election, <clears throat> day or two after, his, his posture, it, it seemed almost refreshing, like, okay, maybe the gravity of what he's now elected to do is hitting him, and he almost had, dare I say, a little bit of humility there sitting beside Obama, you know? And then as, you know, the evaporated. weeks have passed, it's just evaporated, and this is the same old stuff from the election, and it is scary. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's kind of part of the job. You need to have your daily briefing. Yeah. Arguably the most important part of the job. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> but if you don't trust anybody who's briefing you, if you think you're smarter than, I mean, that was my, one of my biggest problems with Barack Obama. Yeah. He always said, I'm, I'm the best speechwriter in the room. I'm the best economic advisor in the room. I'm the, that's why he didn't meet with his cabinet. Yeah. The arrogance. This guy has doubled down on arrogance. And I know that the CIA doesn't always get it right, but... And who's going to put this guy in check? Again, the media? He's not going to put him in check. They're afraid of him already. Yeah. Already. So that leaves it to people like us. Oh, no, but wait, we're the people in the fake news department. Yeah, I have a question about that. So you were saying that you think this whole fake news narrative will go towards a need for licensed media organizations. It's just speculation. I mean, right, I, right. I have no idea. Um, but then why would you think the media would push this story about fake news if it could lead to their ability to report being threatened? Because you always know a industry <laughs> is in trouble. The last thing they do is they run to the government for protection. Usually companies start off and they're on their own and they're doing great and the last thing they want to see is a government stooge because it means more regulation and everything else. When they start to get into trouble, when they have, when they have competition, Tucker from the car. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to have competition. The big three automakers went to the government for help. Can you help us put this guy out of business because they couldn't compete? You can't compete with the Internet. Now, does the Internet have problems? Yes, the Internet has problems. Everything has problems. But it's up to you as the consumer to balance that. The, the big journalism, you can't make money, first of all. You can't make money doing it. Um, it takes an enormous amount of advertising and subscribers. So what happens? The New York Times, now they've just turned this around a little bit during the election, but... 
The New York Times has, is having troubles getting subscribers. Uh, magazines, Newsweek. Uh, Newsweek is even out of business, isn't it? I don't They're think online only. The online only. Time Magazine. Uh, all of these guys are hemorrhaging. Washington Post. How do you compete? ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN. H- how do you compete? Fox News. They've never had a competitor. Well, what about uh, Mark Levin? What about what we're doing? You're starting to see competitors and chipping slowly away. It's in the interest of the media, who's already played ball with pretty much both sides of the aisle, to go to them and say, we're too important and this is too dangerous. Look at this fake news. You have to license people because then they control who gets the license, who doesn't. They control the standards. That's how... Every time with a president like this one and the last one, you go back and you look at FDR. How did he put competitors out of business? He went to the, he went to the, the credible people in that industry, all the leaders like New York Times and everybody else, and said, how do we license people? And they come up with a way to have regulations put in so where nobody could enter that market unless it's through them, unless it's through the, the gate that they wanted, and they become a guild, and you're out. Hopefully that's not what's happening, but you've got to control the press. Got to control the press. The tweet from a while ago that Donald Trump, that Caleb brought up, was September 11, 2012. He said, priorities, while fundraising and campaigning on our dime, Obama has skipped over 50% of his intel briefings. He did, he did say that in a tweet. So well, he's not skipping him. He's canceling right. him. He's so just canceling different. them all together. How does anybody feel about Tillerson being the Secretary of State? Oh. You have an update on that? When are we supposed yeah. to find out, Nathan? Well, um, I, I would imagine this, this week, you know, there may be some kind of announcement, but his uh, confirmation hearing sounds like it could be one of the more contentious. Uh, and it should be, <laughs> from the sounds of it. I think so. So uh, apparently, if you, if you don't know, he was... He's been with ExxonMobil for his entire career, worked his way up, uh, started there as a 23-year-old. He's now 64, and he's been the top uh, CEO there for 10 years. Uh, He was also in charge of their Russian operations, and in 2011, they made a big deal with uh, Rosneft, which I'm sure is a horrible pronunciation of that, but I don't speak Russian, and uh, which is 75% owned by the Russian government, by the way. made a deal with them for access to their Arctic uh, oil holdings. So he also received that award from President Putin, uh, the Order of, what was it? Uh, Order of Friendship. Friendship. Yeah, Yeah. it's the highest civilian honor, non-Russian civilian honor you can get. Right. So this raises all sorts of red flags, uh, obviously. At the same time, you know, we want to avoid war with Russia. My plain devil's advocate, I kind of thought, well, you know, maybe you do want to have someone who's who's we are can get a, along with Putin. But. We're in a world of oligarchs. Yeah, we are entering the world. The United States of America is going to be an oligarchy by the end of this. I, I'm just, I just fear it. Look at what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, what does Russia really have to offer the world? Oil. Why do they want to be in Syria? Oil. It's all, I mean, this is the stereotypical Republican thing. To put the head of ExxonMobil at this time 
in charge of the state? What did, what did, how did Putin gain his strength? Oil. Gazprom. He took over oil. This, this is so dangerous and so bad. And to have somebody who has played footsie with Putin because they can get rich as our Secretary of State should terrify people to the core. Part of the, the rumor is the deal would include John Bolton as his deputy uh, Secretary of State. How do you feel about John Bolton? I really like John Bolton. I know John Bolton. Yeah. And I really like him, and I think he really gets the world. Um, I've never talked to him about Russia, I don't think. Um, he is an interventionist, which I don't like. Um, that, but that's it, why Rand Paul's coming out hard, hard against, against him. Yeah. 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 Who you know, you, did you have a preference of the people that he was looking at for Secretary of State? I'm embarrassed to say Mitt Romney. Yeah. I think Mitt Romney was rock solid. He was absolutely right about Russia. He is, while I don't think he understands the Muslim Brotherhood, he would if he's surrounded by, you know, a John Bolton. He'll get the Muslim Brotherhood that fast. Um, and it would have been even tempered. Yeah. Anybody else have somebody that they were favoring? No, I, I liked Mitt Romney the Mitt. most out of all of them. Yeah. He made the most sense to me. I mean, this Tillerson guy, it's just kind of a late entry after all the people he was looking at. It's and uh, scary. It's, it's weird, and it is scary. Scary. I and think I think if it turns out to be Tillerson, that he wanted him from the beginning. Yes. But he ran through this rigor more to be like, hey, look, I looked at all these traditional choices, and but I went with this one instead mm-hmm. of just coming out straight with him. Strange that Tillerson actually donated to Jeb Bush's campaign this year, though, and right. not Donald Trump's. Tillerson will be his hearing, and I, I, I think more than one. These confirmation hearings will be, and none of you guys are old enough to remember this, will be as contentious and and memorable as the Clarence Thomas confirmation Mm. hearing. I remember them. Yeah, I think they're going to be, I think Tillerson's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. I want everybody to do their homework on um, the Philippines and what is happening in the Philippines. Um, are you guys on that story? No, we want to go to the Philippines next summer. It's canceled. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, um, they're, killing, um, they're killing everybody. I mean, thousands and tens of thousands um, are starting to pile up. They are, they had, the president of the Philippines has told the public, hey, you know a drug user? You know somebody who's smoking pot? You have my permission. Kill them. It's a war on drugs. And the, they, the body pileup is, is astounding. They can't keep up with the number of dead. Um, and they're being told, turn yourself in. If you're a drug user or you're a drug dealer, turn yourself in. The prisons are so overcrowded now. They're taking over schools, and they're just sleeping on the gym floors. And you have to stand all day, and you have to take a shift of laying down on the floor because they're too crowded. It's not going to last, and at some point they're just going to say, you know, they're all criminals anyway, just kill them. It's, it's, and Donald Trump called the president of the Philippines and said, allegedly, I've read the text of what they released that he did say, and it doesn't sound out of bounds. Um, they will not confirm nor deny that he said, 
what you have to do in your country. You're a sovereign nation, and it's working for you, so keep up the good work. This guy is a guy who's actually compared himself to Hitler and then backed off. There's a photojournalist who was there for like 40 days, saw 57 murders. Yeah, saw them. Saw them. Documented all of them. It's it's crazy, crazy. So please look that up because that's going to play a role next year. Okay, who else is in the cabinet? So today Donald Trump is meeting at Trump Tower with Carly Fiorina about the director of National Intelligence Post. How do you guys feel about that? Mm. We know Carly quite well. Yeah, I kind of like that. Do you? Somebody good, maybe, in there that can I, influence. She's likable, but I feel again, like it's a little, where, where's the experience for that director actual... Of, yeah. Director of National that. Intelligence is the highest official in the intelligence community. I feel like we should get somebody with a little bit more intelligence experience. i pick another general. <laughs> um, oh, let's stop with the generals. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Carly Fiorina would be great for a lot of positions. I just don't know about director of national intelligence. Did you ever consider for president? Yeah. I I think there's a difference because the president's a civilian leader. You'd think that could the director of national intelligence be a civilian civilian leader? Oh, I want civilian. That's what our nation is about. We're supposed to have civilian leadership. Not a general sitting in front of the Department of Defense, but a civilian. And that's true. And when we had her in studio to sit down for a whole hour, we ran through the whole thing with her, and she she came off really well. I think she's really smart. I do too. Uh, She could work out well. I think she's, I think, and that's probably why it won't, it won't happen, because I like her. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, I, I want, like Michelle said, I want people around him that are good and that we know are solid, are not mm-hmm. conspiracy-minded people. Yeah. Now, uh, back to the generals. Uh, Marine General uh, John Kelly has been tapped for Homeland Security. That's official. That's, that scares me. Does anybody else think this is a problem, that we have a general, a military general in charge of Homeland Security? How about um, Colin Powell? He wasn't a general, but, I mean, he was still military, and he was great. I thought he was he was great. He for wasn't the, the top head head of Homeland Security. No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, I like having some of these military guys no, in there because we have a... So do I, but I don't like them. I mean, first of all, we're starting to tip the scales a little too many, and they haven't been out. There's a law for a reason. You have to be out of the military. What is it, six or seven years? Yeah. And they do that for a reason. They don't want your tight connections with the military anymore. They want those all to fade away. So you're supposed to be in civilian life. It bothers me to have uh, a general in charge of our homeland security force. It becomes an army very fast. Yeah. In charge of the Defense Department, Mattis, I like that. But homeland security, I think you need a civilian leader. But Ray Kelly, don't mind Ray Kelly. Don't mind, you know, Sheriff uh, Clark, Mm -hmm. you know. Somebody who's a civilian. Not, not, not military. For and that. so, for the rest of these, these are um, uh, estimated guesses, educated guesses on mm-hmm. who's leading right now. But the the rumor is Interior Secretary Trump is expected to tap Congresswoman uh, Kathy McMorris Rogers from Washington. She is part of the GOP leadership there with Paul Ryan and Kevin McCarthy for a while. Um, wow! Listen to that deadly duo, Kevin McCarthy <laughs> and uh, Paul Ryan. And then 
someone from Washington State. They're all, I don't care if you're in the GOP. What does that mean in Washington State? <laughs> yeah. Um, Agriculture Secretary is different. He's the lead candidate, appears to be Democrat Senator Heidi uh, Hetkamp from North Dakota. Don't know Heidi. The upside to that is if she leaves that seat, there's the governor of North Dakota is a Republican, so you would change out a Democrat seat for a Republican seat, you'd get 53 seats. I would have to say the same thing probably in South Dakota, though, too. Yeah. What does the DNC mean in South Dakota? Probably not. You're, yeah. probably, you're probably more conservative than a Washington conservative. Yeah. Energy Secretary looks like former Texas Governor Rick Perry is the leading candidate right now. Uh, also, West Virginia Democrat Senator Joe Manchin is Interesting. in the news. Uh, the last big one is Veteran Secretary. It's People are talking Scott Brown, Sarah Palin, but nobody really knows. Did you see that, um, uh, what's his name, the fat guy from New Jersey? Chris Christie. Yeah, Chris yeah. Christie. Uh, did you see that he was offered all kinds of different positions. all kinds of roles and turned him down for what a guy yeah turned all of the roles that he was offered because he wanted the one role that Trump wouldn't give him because he apparently puts family members behind bars when he has that role so Let's, let's go to uh, Trump and Twitter. The, his followers said you, you can't take him literally. You have to take him seriously, just not literally. Now people are saying you better read and really listen to what he's saying on Twitter. So uh, Jenna Johnson over at the Washington Post wanted to do a follow-up piece with something that happened on the campaign trail about a year ago. Uh, Donald Trump tweeted about if you remember that he was doing that rally and this uh, girl named Lauren walked up and said, asked him a question, was like, I don't think you're a friend of women. How would do you respond to that I statement? Remember that. And the Trump campaign was like, uh, it turned out that she was working for the Bush campaign, but the Bush campaign was like, we didn't send her out here. She was not authorized by the campaign. She was just there and wanted to ask the question. Trump campaign said it was a Bush plant. He called her an um, arrogant young woman on Twitter target her specifically and called her an arrogant young woman. Well, Washington Post wanted to do a follow-up with her and how her last year has unfolded. Well, she, the amount of cyberbullying she got was incredible immediately after that. But it continued over the next 12 months to where somebody sent her um, five days, this was five days before the election, someone tweeted her, Wishing I could effing punch you in the face, I'd then proceed to stomp your head on the curb and urinate in your bloodied mouth, and I know where you live, so watch your blank, blank back, punk. It's probably time to shut your Twitter down. It's yeah. a little scary. So you're, you're an average person, and that happens to you. You're not used to the spotlight. I mean, that stuff happens to me every day, yeah. multiple times a day. But if you're you, and you get that, what... Do you think that's terrifying? And especially yeah. the, the most recent case was him targeting Chuck Jones, the union leader in Indiana, uh, and saying he's done a terrible job for union workers. Well, this is now the president-elect calling out a, 
private citizen. Union leader. Yeah. <laughs> On Twitter. Yeah, but still, and, but, oh, but using yeah. false news, using fake news. And, right. and that's the thing is we can see from this one example what the last year for Lauren has been like. She, did, did you guys hear the, the interview I had with John Ronson? Or bring yeah. him in next week mm-hmm. uh, or next year. I'd like to bring him in. He's fascinating. Um, I didn't realize how many encounters I have had with him, but I, I've, I've actually talked to him like three or four times, only once in person, and it's been over like a 10-year period. Mm-hmm. And so I have not, I, while I was on the phone with him, I didn't piece together who he was. This guy may be one of the most honest journalists I've ever, ever spoken to. Um, he just cares about the truth. He's the guy, was anybody with me? Michelle, you were with me. When we went to California and I had to speak at that liberal thing about a year ago, eight months ago, and, um, and uh, I met with that journalist and we sat on the floor. That's um, right. okay. And he was just asking me questions. Office he question. wanted to yep. know, he's from England, and he's like, mm-hmm. I need to understand the right um, and I need to understand what should I be looking for here? What should I believe and not believe? And he wanted to know, you know, who the right really was, if we were all racist and everything else, and it was all off the record. He's, he's a brilliant guy. His book, so I think it's So You've Been Publicly Shamed, I think is the name of it, goes through all of the people that have had a Twitter gang fight where just regular Joes that all of a sudden get swept up into the madness and their lives, he said, almost all of them consider suicide. Mm. It's so bad what we're doing. So bad. What was the other article, Bowie, that had to do with this about how we needed to take Trump's tweets seriously? Yeah, well, yeah, it's an article in Wired about why we should be looking at Trump's tweets and not just dismissing them, which is what I've been doing just because... He tweets so many insane things. But basically it discusses how in this kind of period where we don't have any formal press conferences and we don't have a kind of more formal look into what Trump is thinking, like this is what we have of Trump. And so just to kind of not dismiss, like even though Twitter is so informal to Trump, it's not. And so it just gives us a piece of what he's thinking without, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, it's really interesting. Historically, we're in uncharted territory here for having this kind of tool and somebody that uses it in this way. It's it's scary. Um, It's good, but it is also scary. Yeah. We know what he's thinking, but we've seen him use it really irresponsibly. In those tweets where he calls out private citizens, does he call them out by name or does he tag their Twitter handle? Like, how does that... He's he, so he's not like he didn't like put her Twitter handle on there, but then his more rabid supporters sought her out, found her, wow. and then they they bully her for a year. Way beyond plausible deniability. Yeah, I didn't even mention her name. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He 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 didn't link to. He Trump is Jones. a bully from the start, and yeah. unfortunately, so is FDR, but I think in a much more tame way than Donald Trump is going to prove to be. Yesterday, you were on Capitol Hill, and you were asked by a reporter, are you going to run for office again? And you said, and I quote, sir, yeah, I am. I'm going to run in 2020. Reporter, for what? 
for president. You know, so what the hell, man? You and I talked about this in a different context before. I'm a great respecter of fate. I don't plan on running again, but I, you know, to know, to say you know what's going to happen in four years, I just think is uh, is not rational. I, I, I that is the I sound of a door creaking open. Is what well, that is. Well, 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 look. I mean, I I can't see the circumstance in which I'd run, but what I've learned a long, long time ago, Stephen, is to uh, to never say never. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean. Hell, Donald Trump's going to be 74. I'll be 77 in better shape. I mean, what the hell? Wow. Oh, man. Wow. No 77. matter what, the past eight years have been fun, thanks to Joe. I agree. Oh. All the memes that he gave us. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Those memes are... The memes were great. <laughs> How, I, who doesn't I, want more? Who doesn't... Who's, like, cheering for him so... Oh, gosh. ...loudly in the crowd? His family. <laughs> I think that's the, just the nature of late night comedy shows. Yeah, maybe. So I saw um, uh, a story this morning coming off of radio, and I thought, the future is not Joe Biden. And I don't know who the future is for president, but have you heard their guaranteed living wage thing that's going on now? They are now to counter... Donald Trump and all of his big socialist giveaways, they're coming more socialist, and they're trying to bridge the gap between Hillary and Bernie, and they're now saying that everyone will have a guaranteed wage. Oh. Just by well, virtue of being a citizen? Yeah. Oh. I remember or non-citizen. <laughs> right. I remember yeah. we talked about a story similar to this a couple years ago where someone was pushing an idea like that. We're like, nope, not going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, one of the reasons why, I think probably you heard it on my show two yeah. years ago, was because we had a guy from Silicon Valley who said, the whole thing is going to fall apart. In the next 20 years, jobs are going to be so hard, so much automation and everything else that, you know, maybe we should consider a living wage so everybody just has that yeah. and it allows them to pursue, like Nancy Pelosi said, if you want to pursue poetry, you want to pursue your art, <laughs> you can. They're going full-fledged socialist in 2020. Oh, gosh, that full-fledged socialist. And unless, we fed right into the... Biden meat. can beat him out. Well, if wait, Biden, how much is the wage? Probably I mean, more than you're making now. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. livable, JP. it's livable, It's livable. Yeah, yeah, it's a livable wage. Wait, so wow. Whatever we don't that is. Make livable wages right now. Can you imagine how livable that wage is if it, the, the wage is livable in New York City? Oh. How, how really livable is it in, in a place like hey. Oklahoma? Oh, gosh. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Fantastic. So All right, no. Michelle, um, will you say a, a prayer? And when does Jason fly back? Is that I today? He, I think it's today. He gets home tonight, yep. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He had a tough go of it. Um, he had a tough go of it. And... Uh, I wrote to him over the weekend, and he was feeling pretty down and, and just was coming home. Um, our partner, a lot of people were saying that he was fired and everything else, and he wasn't. And uh, he's coming home a smarter man. <laughs> um, but it'll be good to have him home Twitter on the ground tonight. Okay, you want to give a prayer real quick? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for giving us another chance and another opportunity to just 
live in your grace, and we ask that you continue to bless us and guide us, give us wisdom. As this year begins to wrap up, Lord, we don't know what's ahead, but we know all we can do is put our full trust in you. Um, We just ask you to help us be those that continue to be the voice of reason and bring unity and that we're not divisive and everything that we do is through you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Michelle. From Dallas, good night, America. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645.